Welcome to the Mom Owned and Operated Podcast, the podcast about moms and for moms, where we have candid conversations about running a business, raising a family, and remembering ourselves. I'm your host, Rita Suzanne, a single mom of four, digital strategist, and provider of no-nonsense business strategies and tactics. Hi, this is Rita Suzanne, and today I have my guest, Kristen, with me. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today, and I'm so excited to hear more about you, your family, and your business. Absolutely. So, Rita, I'm excited as well. So, I'm Kristen Crockett. I'm a transformational leadership coach and consultant. And so ultimately what that means is that I do empower individuals to, and teams to embrace their story, to lead from their gut and to step into their zone of genius. So just to tell you a little bit about my family, I am married. I have a husband and we also have three kids. So even though I refer to them as my kids, they are technically my bonus kids. Um, And so there are lots of different dynamics with all of us, but really a great great family. And also I have my own business. So I do work from home as well. And how long have you been doing this? So I have had my own business for, it will be two years in February. Perfect. And so I know, tell us a little bit more about what you do and who you work with and, and things like that. Absolutely. So I really do a lot of team building. So three different things. So team building, working with companies, organizations, um, really helping all of their leaders really grow. We talk a lot about strengths, a lot of work around navigating change and also, um, you know, emotional intelligence and disc assessments. And then in addition to that, it's also, you know, I do customized leadership development programs for companies. So right now I'm running a fellowship for an entire year for a group of leaders stepping into the C-suite. And then I also do individual coaching. And so I'm really focused on I think what distinguishes me from other coaches, other facilitators is really working on the entire person, that whole person. So it's not just about who you are as a leader. It's not just about who you are, you know, in a relationship. It's kind of all of those things together. So a lot of work around grief, change, Mm -hmm. um, relationships, developing relationships, and then also um, understanding who you are in your career. And all of that is really defined by understanding your strengths and kind of being able to step into those instead of what other people think that you're great at. It's like really understanding what you are great at. And and that goes for when you're you're working with individuals, too. It's not just it doesn't have to be someone who works in a corporate environment. Right. Correct. Yeah. So a lot of it, like people come to me for different reasons. Some of it is, you know, they you know, some people just like have had a change or they want to make a change, right? So they're ready to go to that next level in their life or their career or in their relationships. So some people have come to me and said, hey, everything is great on the the, the career department, but I really want to focus on relationships right now um, or vice versa. People can say like, you know, I have a really great relationship, but I really want to focus on my career. Or sometimes it's like, I'm not sure where I want to go. I know I want something different, but I don't necessarily know know how to get there. So ultimately people come to me when they are ready to do something different and they really want to partner in that as well. 
And when you started your business, the two and a half, you know, almost two and a half years ago, what would you think, what were the most overwhelming aspects of starting a business, especially, you know, with the bonus kids and the husband and all of that stuff? It's a lot to juggle. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think for me, it was, there's this fear when you start a business, like, okay, am I going to have clients? What about this consistent income? Um, You know, what will I do? How will things be different? Like it's, I think for me, I was so overwhelmed. I hit a place where I had always wanted to, and I'd always had something on the side, you know, always. Um, And I hit a, hit a moment during the pandemic where my work hours went from like, you know, used to be nine to five 30. I would say that they went from nine to like 10, eight, 10 PM at night. And my husband was constantly coming in being like, you can't do this to yourself. Like you gotta, like, you have to have some time and some space. And that was different for me. I was, I was normally very like, you know, I had some, some balance and during the pandemic, it just, it became all about the organization. And I think for me, I finally realized like, it's time. And I think everyone has that urge, Rita, and I'm sure that you can speak to this too, where it's like, there's an urge, this inner voice that just tells you like that there's more, like there's, that you should be doing more. Um, meaning not more things. Cause we do all the things sometimes as like moms and, you know, um, as wives, but it's like, it's about more in life and right, like um, having a greater purpose. Exactly. Exactly. And so I think for me, it was feeling completely overwhelmed with then saying, why am I not like doing this for myself? If I'm going to be working, you know, all these hours for someone else, why am I not doing this for myself and really serving the people that I know need me? And I think that that is really what happened is the urge hit me um, and I couldn't say no to it anymore. Finally, I was like, this is it. I'm putting in my notice. So I think that's where it started. And then, you know, when you start a new business, there's so much that you that you don't know, but there's also so much that you think that you know, <laughs> you know, like you think that you know how to do things. And then ultimately, it's just a natural part of the process with a business is that you start realizing like that mistakes are a part of everything. Mistakes help you learn. Um, and you start learning what you what you need to know, what you didn't even think that you needed to know. Um, all of those things. So I, and I also want people to know that sometimes overwhelm is a part of starting something new. And sometimes those emotions can overwhelm you more than anything else. Right. As scary as it is, it can be so much. Were you working those many hours because you were now working from home or was it because there was such a heavy need for you at, at your corporate position now? Well, so for me, what started was I worked at an organization where everything was done in person. There wasn't really, you know, so I was a a part of learning and of of the learning and development team, which was the team of one. That was me. And um, and ultimately, uh, it just became a situation where we had to not only 
um, you know, people were working from home, but it was like teaching people how to have webinars and how to um, like just the whole culture of the organization had to shift and change. And so whereas you may have two weeks to create a PowerPoint presentation, it was kind of like you needed the stuff right now. Um, it needed to happen right now. And I think that everyone like sometimes when everybody is like all in the same situation, they don't really know what is happening. It can kind of collectively you start to work more. You know, mm-hmm. that's really what that's that's about. You kind of pick up on the people that are around you. And ultimately, it it starts to be like you don't want to leave any loose ends. Right. You feel this like you want to complete things. You don't want to leave any loose ends. You start thinking about what else people need, you know. And so that creator, the, the creative in me just kind of was like, all right, I could do this and that and this. And I think that ultimately along with the other asks that are coming from the organization, it just became too overwhelming. And, um, you know, sometimes you find yourself outside of who you know yourself to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for me, I know that it is when I'm not at peace. That is, that's it for me. When I'm not at peace, that means that I need to make a change. I feel like um, when I was working in corporate, I it was the same. It's very similar for me. I was always trying to do everything right. I'm trying to help everyone with everything. Think five steps ahead of everyone, and um, that is where I lost a lot of myself inside of um, of corporate. It wasn't until I left corporate and upon reflection that I realized that I was no longer the same, right? I had been, I had been conditioned to believe that I do have to work these extra hours because everybody made me feel like I had to because they were. And so there, there comes that guilt that comes in into it as well. And then when you have a family, you have children into it, the guilt just weighs so heavy that you stop really focusing on yourself and your own needs, right? You push them to the back and you start thinking about um, more about everyone else. And so have you found that as as you've walked away from that and now you're starting your own business, which comes with your or not starting, but you have your own business um, comes with so many obstacles, because not only do you have to do the the actual service that you're offering, but you have to market, you have to network, you have to do design, you have to, you know, do all these things, bookkeeping, everything now, not just the one thing that you were used to doing. And I think that that's what most people don't understand is they don't realize that there's so many aspects of having a successful business. Yeah. And I think that's, that can lead to the overwhelm is not understanding all of the different steps and the different parts and the different roles that you have to play. Because we sometimes look at other people's lives or look at other people's businesses and say like, oh, that's great. Like, and and ultimately a lot of times people start businesses because they think like they want their own control. They want their own say so, but it's, it's so much more than that. It's, it's, um, you do have to have systems, you have to have the right software. And I think, um, you know, one of the the things that, that for me is I ultimately, I hired someone else because you can't at a certain point, you can't do everything by yourself. And so I think a part of that too is how do you scale? How do you learn how to scale with what you do? 
Um, and ultimately, five years from now, 10 years from now, you can't necessarily scale if you're still doing everything by yourself. So it's, you know, how do you, who, who teaches you to, to actually find out the right systems or the right platforms? Um, and I think a lot of it is, is definitely networking with other, other business owners. But I think the other part of that is um, understanding that there's a certain trial or error that goes into that. And then it's also, you have to find the right mastermind programs or mentor programs, or just even a business mentor or coach for yourself um, to kind of help you walk through all of those, those times when you're feeling overwhelmed, because you can feel like it's just you. Mm -hmm. And then you realize a part of being a business owner is some of these things are universal, you know, until they're not, (laughs) because I figured out how to handle them. (laughs) I'm sorry, but a lot of times we will isolate ourselves and make it just us. Oh, I can do it by myself. I can do everything. Um, Did you find that once you've transitioned out of corporate that you have been able to like start finding yourself a little bit more? Absolutely. And it was almost an instant thing for me. It really was. Um, And I think that that's the important part is sometimes when you are so outside of yourself that um, one particular change can bring you back to who you know yourself to be. And so even though I, it's it's not like I haven't worked a lot as a business owner. I definitely have, but it's very different because I started thinking about it in terms of what are the things that I want to do? Um, And, and also like, I made certain changes, like starting even just something as, as simple. I'm not even going to say simple because it's not simple, but housework, right? So like, um, and my husband and I definitely have a partnership in terms of sharing and the responsibilities of everything. But I think I started looking, I started to look at what are the things that really overwhelm me? And it was the organization of the house. It was, you know, laundry. Um, things like that. So we made a decision to, for under a hundred dollars, you know, a month to just send our laundry out. And when you think about the amount of energy that you save from either folding or (laughs) looking at baskets of laundry that are not folded. Right. Um, and you think about the energy and the amount of time that it saves you to actually spend on your business. I think making certain, certain, choices like that really helped me. Um, You know, going on Fiverr to, you know, something that would take me four hours to do that I could pay someone maybe $50, $100, $150 to do in, you know, less than Two out of time, right? The amount of time yes. that's going to take you to research it and figure it out, then you've already um kind of, and I think, that's one of the most important things, especially as a mom um, business owner. Delegation is super hard for us to do, right? We exactly have yeah. been conditioned to feel like we need to be superwoman and we need to do it all. We need to handle it all. And um, so one of the things that I always am talking about is delegate where you can. What yes. just like what you're saying, if if you know, it doesn't have to be business wise. Maybe it's I know a lot of um, moms who have younger kids, and from the start, they're like, I have to have my child in some daycare. I have to have the babysitter. I have to have some kind of support, even in home nanny, something like that. 
Um, when I was first starting, I had my kids at home with me, which made it really rough to get yeah. going with a lot of the things. And probably one of the reasons why it's taken me so long to make some of the transitions that I've made is because I had my kids at home with me all the time. And um, as much as I started this so that I could be home with them, right, they yep. they can be a distraction or, you know, and also it makes it harder for you to um, get to where you need to go because they don't want you to work all the time. They want you to go to the pool. They want you to go outside, spend time with them. And, uh, you know, it just is, is really, really a challenge to, to juggle all of the things. And so yeah. I know your kids are bonus kids, but are they there um, during like your work times or no? Yes. Yeah, so I have two in college right now, okay. um, but I do have a 15 year old who is here for the summer. And so I think one of the challenges for, for that is that there is a certain level of guilt that sometimes we feel as, yeah. as moms. And I think for me, it was understanding that I have a kid who's very active and who wants to get out of the house and, and do things. And it's not like, I can't work the same, um, you know, with no one in the house that I can yeah. when you have kids in the house. And I think that Ultimately, it was restructuring things and looking at um, how do I spend quality time with her, right? So mm -hmm. maybe understanding that in the morning she might sleep later, I can get up, you know, and, and do some work when she is asleep, but then right. also making sure that lunchtime that we are eating together and that, you know, I, I let her know like, hey, I have two more meetings today or I don't have any meetings this afternoon. Do you want to go do something? So it's kind of like, you know, um, and then eating dinner together. So it's kind of really like finding her a more balance, right? Yeah. It's, it's finding a balance, but it's also keeping her more informed of my schedule versus like, it's just work, you know? Right. Um, and I think that that's, what's worked for me is that, you know, and also taking a few days off to say, Hey, let's go do whatever. What do you want to do? Like going mm -hmm. to the museums. Um, and I think that that's the trick for me. And I've also not done that. I've had a situation where I didn't do that. And it was just, Hey, I got to work. Right. But I realized that when you communicate a little bit more and keep them more engaged, it's helpful. And they don't look at, they don't start to resent your job or your, you know, <laughs> or your business. Your business. It's right. more so them understanding like you do have to work, but then there are moments where you can be flexible and you all can shift things around. And I think that 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 helped. That definitely helped a lot. Yeah, I have to agree. I um, when I tell my kids, hey, um, I have calls today, I need you to um, just be mindful of that. So you're not walking in and out of the door and being, you know, and distracting me, especially when I'm trying to record, which can be the most challenging part. Um, but I think that once they understand that, or I'll say, Hey, okay, we're going to go to the pool at four o'clock today, but I need to work before then. Once we get to there and then they, they have something to look to, forward to. And it helps me because now I can focus until three 30 or whatever, you know, um, and, and get it together. So I do think that that is a key to finding balance, but of course our kids are older, you know, mine are between 11 and 14. So, you know, they're a little bit easier to handle, but I think when you have smaller children, I, I would, 
I know a lot of people who struggle with, you know, what are they going to do with with the kids? And I think though, in some ways, you know, remote working has made it a lot more um, acceptable to have children um, at home with you while you're working. Because I know when I first started, um, like I said, it was eight years ago. And I remember doing a presentation in a Facebook group and it was big big group and um, everything went so well. And my kids were in the other room and I want to say they were five and seven or something like that. And as, just as I was wrapping up the presentation, they came running in behind me. They're all jumping up and down, screaming, <laughs> laughing. And I'm just like, Oh my God. Now, you know, and I was, I guess, embarrassed or whatever. I was like, Oh shit. Now I don't seem like I'm professional. Right. But everybody's in the comments. Oh my gosh, they're so adorable. They're so cute. But I had this idea that it's not professional to have them on camera, but I think now it's, it's acceptable, which I love. It's completely. Yeah. And I think that that's the biggest thing. Um, a lot of my work is about taking down the walls of what we have thought. Right. And so I think that before the pandemic, it was very rare to see a kid on camera. Um, but now it is, definitely something that we see all the time. And as a matter of fact, certain meetings, people will have their kids in the lap, you know, the entire time. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of this too has just been, it's been necessary for us to come to this because I think as moms, there's always this segmentation of like, you know, or just parents in general, but specifically for moms where it's like, oh, you have to be at work at this point. And then you can, then you can be a mom when you leave. And I think that the reality is that you're a mom all the time. It just, it is, it is what it is. And I think that now we understand that there, there haven't ever been any lines between the work and, um, and our home life. Like it's, if you have a terrible breakup, it's going to leak into your, your work life. And I think that that's important because we are whole people and we've tried so hard to segment our emotions, to segment what's going on with us. But when we have a parent or a loved one who is ill, it impacts us in the workplace. Right. So I think that it's, it's, there's a lot of beauty to what has occurred during the pandemic and especially for parents because it allows us to be human the, the way that we've always been, but it allows us to be human and to see humanity in others as well. Right. And that's um, part of the thing that I was getting to when I was speaking about corporate earlier and like losing yourself because it's it, part of it is losing yourself as um, like a parent, right? Like you, you yep. lose like all of a sudden, as a mom, it's like, oh gosh, here she's, you know, she has kids, so she's going to want to leave and take them to the doctor, you know, like, or this and that. And I felt like, um, you know, it's like a little bit of devaluing that goes on and my, you know, in the perception of what I was able to do because I have these little, um, people that I'm now responsible for. And it's like, oh, well, she can't because she's the mom. She has to leave at five o'clock. You know what I mean? So um, she's not as dedicated as everyone else. And I think that kind of fed into my fear of wanting to prove myself even more and losing myself into that people pleasing that I was doing at the time. Yeah. And I think that all of us can relate to that. Cause I think for me, it's, you know, tools and resources are very helpful, 
but they can also impact like this feeling that we have to be available all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I know for me, it became, you know, um, there's, there's zoom, then it became, um, Microsoft teams and, then you have Slack, then you had email, you had all of these different ways for people to contact you. And it's this feeling like, well, what happens if someone calls and I'm not there? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, what will they think? And I think that stepping away allowed me to see that it's really about streamlining, streamlining those things. And to say like, how will I create boundaries around my time? How will people or clients be able to contact me? Is it in 27 different ways or is it, you know, in one way or two ways? And I think that um, that that fear of, you know, what people will think about us is something that is a human thing. It's something that we all relate to. And it's something that happens to each one of us in very different ways. Yeah. And I, um, one of the first things that I did when I started my business that I try to teach, um, a lot is to create boundaries, right? Because when you work in a corporate environment, you leave your email open all the time and then you react and your phone is right there and you're answering. And like you said, if you're not available or you're, you're messaging, it's a messaging. And if you're not available, it's like, oh my gosh, where is she? What is she doing? Is she slacking? Like, how dare her do this? You know, type of uh, feeling that people are, you know, getting, or that I would feel when someone wouldn't respond to me, like, you know, right away, because I'm so responsive, like they should be responsive. But um, what I did, what I had to learn pretty quickly was I had to create a welcome, um, like packet. And in that welcome packet, it set some boundaries, like, I'm not giving you my phone number. I'm not available to your every text and and phone call, but these are the hours that I'm available. Now I don't leave my email open all the time. I check it twice a day and I'm also only, I don't work on the weekends or holidays. You know what I mean? So you're setting these boundaries and you have to, because do you work on the weekends? Sometimes yes, but your clients don't need to know that you are working on the weekends, right? You don't have to be responsive to them during that time because you need to create those boundaries in order to maintain your sanity. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing. That's the hard part is that a lot of times, like we feel that if we're not constantly available, that we will not make money. And I or think that we're not reverse. serving them, right? Like exactly. We're not serving them, right? Exactly. And I think the reverse is definitely true. I mean, and you can even look at it the way that like, if we make the comparison to having kids, if you are a parent that says yes to everything for your child, then it's like, they feel that they can do anything, right? Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. it's the same thing. Like adults are just grown up children, right? Even our mm-hmm. clients, it's like, you know, not to say that they are childlike, but we are adults with feelings and needs. And we have to teach each other how we, you know, want to be respected. And I think for, for me, it's really about boundaries are about how I can feel respected, how I can continue to respect you and how we can actually best grow together as a, you know, a client and business relationship. So I think, you know, there's certain things too, like I learned from someone else, like someone had their, their hours in their signature. And I was like, ah, 
love that too. So you know when they're available. But definitely the welcome, the welcome um, packet is it's 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 incredible because it does set expectations for what people can expect to work with you. And I think the biggest thing too that I had to learn is not only not only can, is it important for you to put the boundaries in place, but to also stick to them the because right. you know because like the minute that you are on the weekend answering emails to clients. Um, you know, you're actually just telling people that these were just words and disregard, they didn't mean anything. Disregard my exactly. Um, you know, that's where you schedule stuff out in advance. Like, listen, this e- I'm going to write this email now, but it doesn't go to you until Monday morning. Right? Exactly. And that's the other thing too, for me is that scheduling emails also teaches me because, you know, if I don't want to be contacted after hours, then I don't necessarily want to contact someone else after hours. So if it is something that can wait, then it, it means that I will schedule it out at eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Um, and that also, it's about respecting other people's boundaries. Also, you know, enabling them to, to respect yours as well. Yeah. I love that so much. So, um, the next thing that I'm always asking about, and we're going to move on to this is as a mom, who's running a business, how, what are you doing to remember yourself? Like, what are you doing for you? I know you're delegating some things out, but what are you doing just for you? So I have so many things, Rita. So this is definitely like my area of expertise is actually allowing women to remember themselves, right? And so I do have a win wall. So I put, you know, my my wins are on that wall um, so that I can remember. I can look right here um, to my left and see some of those wins. But I also, with my team, when we have team meetings, it is something that we also do is to talk about our wins. Um, And then with individual clients, it's also encouraging them to talk about their wins because we do so much. It's, it's like, sometimes we just do, and we don't remember ourselves. And that's, it's kind of, it's so important to remember the things that you've accomplished. I think the other thing that I do again is setting those boundaries where um, I have definitely reached a place in my, in my business where I don't work nights. Um, that's something where I look at that as my time to, um, you know, just similar to when you go on a vacation and you come back and you feel so refreshed. That's how I want my evenings to be. So I do that as well. The other thing is that I have, um, different, you know, I probably do this about three to four times a week. There's, there's not much that I do every single day. That's just a part of my personality. Other people can do that. Not me, but, um, I also sit down and take the first, 10 minutes of the day to uh, write down what I'm grateful for, write down what I'm excited to work on, um, you know, write down an affirmation. And so those are things. And then also making my morning a part of, you know, if I'm making chai in the morning, then it it is just like, it's a quiet time for me to reflect. Mm -hmm. And then I also build in moments of um, how, like, how I show gratitude is different each day. So it might be a minute of meditation. It could be a walk outside. It could be taking a deep breath. Um, Little simple things that don't require a lot of me, but that really remind myself that 
you know, the world is a magical place and um, we have magical clients, you know? And so, um, and then also reminding myself that I am magical. So I definitely take the time. I take vacations um, and really spend a lot of time celebrating myself and what I've accomplished because life is too short to not remember what you have done and and how far you've come. I love the wind wall. And when we get up here, I'm going to need to see exactly what you're talking about. Because for me, me, I have a, um, I have a folder in my email that says kind words. And and so if I'm ever in need of some affirmations, I have that. And then I have like, thank you cards and things that people have sent me, um, which I love and uh, appreciate all of those things. But I think that and those are tucked away, but I love that you are displaying it because it's a constant reminder. And I think that a lot of times if you're not constantly, um, practicing and doing all of these things, it's easy to get caught sometimes in a feeling of I'm not good enough, right. Or comparison, comparing yourself to everyone else. And by having this on display, it makes it, I think it, it probably is super motivating, right? Like, absolutely. And you can do it. Like I have a window next to me, but you can do it, um, for a dedicated wall. You can have a little, you know, whiteboard where you do it. And it's just leaving a post-it note. Um, and you know, and I do that too. I do have a folder of emails, but I would also advise you, like if I pull out my drawer, um, I have a little post-it note that says you saw me. It was a, it was a note from someone who, who said, you saw me. That is every time I open my drawer, I see that. So I also leave little love notes around for myself from, you know, what clients have said. And I think it's just a, it's a reminder that we are in our business, that we are in everything that we do, that it is about us. And we can't forget that it's not just about the client, but it also is about us. Right. I love that because it does help you stay in gratitude as well. Right. So, and it also boosts up your confidence, which I think can be challenged sometimes when you're working on projects and there may be some hiccups and stumbling blocks and, or you just have a, you know, an issue with something and that can really bring you down. And by having these things in your vision constantly. It just does remind you because I know that when I first started, um, my coach, she told me you need to put these affirmations like right in front of you. And, um, I was like, I'm not gonna like pay attention to this, but every chance I would sit down and I would see it and I would be like, Oh, okay. I am this, you know? So I, and it started to just be something unconscious that I would start to, uh, that I started to believe. Yeah. And I think Rita, the the thing for that, the most important for anyone, most important thing for anyone listening is to remember that what works for me, what works for Rita Mm -hmm. may not work for you. And that we have to all decide and through trial and error, it's just like time management techniques. They may work for other people. They may not work for you. The same thing is true with, with recognition is like understanding that we have to find our own way to put ourselves back into our business and to remind ourselves of who we are. Um, and even through affirmations, there might be affirmations that make you like affirmations are supposed to empower you. But if you are showing any resistance to any affirmation that you have, don't use it. You know, don't use mm-hmm. it. Um, definitely utilize something else 
that is going to make you feel empowered and it's affirming who you are. Because if, if it's not who you are, sometimes you can get so scared inside. And the whole purpose of an affirmation is to give you more of what you are feeling. So if you're feeling scared, you're going to get more fear around mm-hmm. it. So you want to affirm where you are today. And if that means that you need a little growth before you get to that, that affirmation that makes you feel good, then don't use that one. Or you can say, what if you can put what if in front of it, which is an an incredible technique technique. Like what if I am worthy, you know, what if I deserve love, those types of things, um, I think are, are really great as well. Yeah. I love, I love that you said it's not a one size fits all, especially for everything really. And that's what I try to teach people is I could teach you how I organize my stuff, but it may not work for you because your system could be completely different than my system or your way of doing things could be different. And so I work with people to just really find what works for them in their life and their business. And so I think that though sometimes something may sound wonderful and they might try it and be like, ah, not so much. Right? And that's uh, a part of it, right? right Cause right. I, I am definitely that business owner. I am a manifester. I am somebody who is, has always felt a little different from everybody else. And that just means that I've embraced that, which means that I am a person who can't necessarily set deadlines. Like not, I'm sorry, not deadlines, but like, like the to-do list that every day I have to do it really comes down to, do I feel like doing content strategy today? Do I feel like making a video today? I'm very much about how I feel, whereas other people may not be that way. They could do, they could eat the same thing every day and be fine with that. But for me, it's like, do I feel like lasagna today or do I feel like pancakes, you know? And so it's, it's also stepping into that idea that we cannot be like everybody else. Mm-hmm. We can't. And that's the part that really adds this extra burden onto us is when we feel like we have to. So be a business owner, be a mom, be that that particular person in your own way, the way that you do it. And you have to celebrate that. Yeah. And if that regimen type stuff works for you, fine. If the more exactly. intuitive thinking works, do that. Whatever exactly. feels best to you. And also be aware that, you know, things can change over time. So you might be really into that regimen and then all of a sudden it just is not going to work in that season of your life. And that's so okay. Like we yeah. talked about that, like just in terms of something that has served you for years you may feel that it's no longer serving you and it's time to to let that go. And so you have to reevaluate your energy and like, is this building you up? Is it making you feel good? Or is it time to delegate it? Is it time to let it go? Even for services. Sometimes we've been doing services for years that just, they just are not who we are anymore. They were who we were 20 years ago. Right, exactly. (laughs) And it's okay to, to- you know, to let that go and to um, create a different or to evolve into a different person, even within your own business. I love that so much. So Kristen, thank you. It's been so amazing. Where, tell us where everyone can find you and what, um, you know, what to do next. Absolutely. So you can definitely find me at kristencrockett.com. I am on Instagram the most at the Kristen Crockett. Um, I do have a Facebook page as well. And 
through my Instagram, you can also, I do also sell affirmations um, for, you know, for celebrations, but also for grief and loss. And so that is a part of my Etsy story. You can find me there as well. Thank you so much, Kristen. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Absolutely. Thank you, Rita. This has been amazing. And there you have it. I want to encourage you to remember that being a mom who runs her own business is not easy. We all struggle, but just keep moving forward and don't forget to make time for yourself. As moms, we are usually the first thing to go to the bottom of the list. If your business is overwhelming you and you need real solutions, not just some sugar-coated suggestions, apply to work with me at ritasuzanne.com slash apply.